0: the game's all about all of a sudden you feel like you can't miss up you couldn't make that if you tried that again
1: welcome to buckets my name' is Matt Moore I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network joined by my colleagues professional better Rahim Palmer ra what's the best bet you've made this week best bet I made this week.
0: The Memphis Grizzlies against the Golden State
1: Warriors. I mean, I didn't have to even think about that game in the second half. Probably not any from Wednesday because, God, that night was a trap. That night was just full of traps upon traps upon traps. But your heat did pull off the plus five and a half. I'll say that. Uh, Brandon Anderson, NBA Futures Analyst. Brandon, what's the best bet that you made this week? My props are a
2: little cold right now. I think the best bet I made this week might have been a couple of bets I didn't make this week. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to kind of wait it out. I did have a Kevin Love assist bet, uh, a prop that hit a couple of minutes into the second quarter. So,
1: I'm super mad. Uh, I forgot to put this one in the app, and it was my nicest hit of the week. I did a same game parlay on DraftKings uh, because they were playing the Cavaliers, who were without Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, um, and they play at the level of the screen. I talked about this on Heat Check. Um, They play at the level of the screen, so they blitz the ball handler, and whenever Luca does that, like he's pretty content to just like hit the pass to Dwight Powell slipping to the basket. So I did a same game parlay of Mavs money line, Luca over nine and a half assists and Dwight Powell over 11 and a half points that paid four and a half to one. Um, nice. And that was like, Luca had eight assists in like the first half. It was an easy, easy same game parlay. So that was my best bet of the week. This is the big picture. We're going to talk about all number of things this week. Everything we talk about can be found in the action network app. Make sure to download it right now on your mobile device. It's the best way for you to track your bets. You'll get all sorts of cool information. It's great for tracking scores. You get halftime counters so you know when halftime's up. All that. Check it out. Download it right now on your mobile device, the Action Network app. We begin every big picture with tip-off. We go around the league and talk about the biggest stories and how to bet them. Let's go ahead and get started. Where else can you get this type of drama? Let's get back to uh, Tuesday night. The Milwaukee Bucks. Topple the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers, I live bet the Sixers first half when uh, they came back with the non-embed minutes. And so I live bet them and they were up double digits, I believe, at half. And then I live bet Bucks' money line when they were down at half and the Bucks wound up winning. Um, Giannis was absolutely transcendent between the third and fourth quarters. He scores 15 straight points. He just willed his team back into that game. The non Giannis Bucs managed to hold still, like not lose the lead in the Embiid minutes. That's an indictment on Joel Embiid, by the way, that he was not able to beat Drew Holiday in the post. And then Giannis comes back in and they manage to get just enough separation. First half, Sixers hit a ton of threes. The Bucs have given up the second most threes per 100 possessions since the All-Star break. That's been a problem for them. Uh, but ultimately they settled down. Raheem, you're on Twitter this morning talking about how Everyone's acting like the Bucks are the runaway favorite, which first of all, no, and they're not. No, they're, no, they're not. The, the Nets are still favored to win this damn conference, man. Like the Nets are still a team. Everybody's like, oh man, they what? Like, I don't know, man. How are you going to beat KD and Kyrie? That, Kyrie, he's a hooper. That's like, that's the common conception. Um, Bucks are still like plus 300 or better at most books. But you, you like Philly in this it's- matchup?
0: Look, the Sixers have played them really, really, really tough this year. They've played three games. In the first two games, you didn't have James Hart. The first game, they didn't even have Joel Embiid. So you could throw the first game out. But the game before the All-Star break, where Joel Embiid, he was totally dominant. You didn't have James Hart. You didn't have Seth Curry. You didn't have Andre Drummond. He goes out there and puts 42, 14 to 21 shooting. And then when you look at the result of this last game, the Sixers really dominated that game. And I just feel like the Bucks' defense has really, really, really
1: slipped this year. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't be like, they really dominated that game, but also they lost at home. They lost at home in the non-MB minute. Like, he said it
0: himself. When I came off the court, the game changed. And... One of the things about playoff basketball is that you do have a shortened rotation. Now, I do expect the DeAndre Jordan and the Paul Millsap minutes to be just as damaging as the Greg Monroe minutes were in the 2019 playoffs, but there's going to be less minutes. And the way the Sixers played them, look, to me, the Sixers fit the profile of a team who would beat the Bucks and then go on to lose to Miami or Boston or Atlanta. Like that's the type of team that this team is. I like oh, yeah, as much yeah. as
1: a couple things. Couple th- couple things. Couple things, couple things. Look, it's very rare that I go here and like you want to be in being right a lot more than you're wrong. So like this gives me pause. But like man, I strongly feel like you're wrong here. One, Giannis has won this matchup consistently. Two, you're like they played them really tough this year. They won one game. That's it. They won one We're talking about two matchups you want to count. They're one and one. And one, that game before the All-Star break, without Brooke Lopez, without Brooke Lopez, that's like the best you're going to get. Two, okay, so they won the Embiid. You're like, they won the Embiid minutes. They lost the second half Embiid minutes by four. Tyrese Maxey was minus 10. Tobias Harris was minus nine. The other starters were bad in that second half. After the Sixers stopped hitting an unreasonable amount of threes, shit changed. Then we got this. You're like, they're like, but look, in the playoffs, you don't play as many minutes. Do you feel good about Joel and B playing more minutes? Look, I don't. Saying,
0: look, the Bucs are definitely the favorite. But all I'm saying is this. What was that line the other night? Sixers minus one, right? Yeah. All I'm saying is that the
1: gap between these two teams isn't as big as what people think it is. Okay, but, but, but here's the difference. though: The, the Bucs aren't going to uh, – let's talk about from a betting perspective. The, what do you think the win line is going to be on this series if they play? Because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Bucks minus a half, maybe one and a half. Probably one and a half, right? Like, a, but I, th- a I think
0: that a lot of that is the market too, just yeah. because
1: the Bucks have the reputation of a team who. But no, but that, that's my thing. Do you want to bet? Like, if it was, if it was two and a half, sure. Like, I think, I think the Sixers could take two games off of them, sure. But like, would you be surprised if the Bucks beat the Sixers in in six? And six? No. And no. five? Yes.
0: Yeah. Like, right. I, I think but it's, when, it's not going to be when, that. When I'm saying What I'm saying It's a six game, it's a six, seven game series
1: minimum. Okay. So, would, do you want to bet the, the Sixers to win the series? Depends on the number. Right. But we already assume that it's going to be pretty close. Like, I think your perception of what people think is off. And I especially think it's off relative to the market. This is not going to be like bucks minus two and a half and bucks minus 250. On the, on yeah, the,
0: I don't think it's going to be that, but I, I think there's going to be spots like game to game. I, I think, all bus, right,
1: let's, let's put it this way. I think it, the bus could drop one of the first two games at home. We're going too long on this. If it's sixers plus 150, do you want that number to win out right? If Doc can figure out something with the, the nine MB minutes, I, I do want it. Mm, yes, noted playoff general Doc Rivers. <laughs> um, so let's go on. The Heat last night got a big win versus the Celtics, they were struggling. Now they've won two in a row. That was a monster win for them to get a win versus the Celtics. Celtics without Robert Williams. But look, this is a switch all defense. Boston had its chances. They took Tatum out of that game late and they got a big win. Brandon, my big question for you is just how do we sort out with the parity in this, in this conference? Because like you want to count out the heat because of how they've been lately. But that was a monster win for them. Boston's been unstoppable. But last night kind of showed that they're beatable. I agree with Raheem. They're like nobody's unbeatable in the East. So how do we bet this? Or is it going to have to be series by series? Are are future props pretty much dead for for Eastern Conference title futures?
2: I think they're not. So here's the angle that I'm looking at this with. So Bucs-Sixers, we looked at that game, and it felt like a surprise that Philly almost won that game. It felt like the Bucs are the better team, but the Sixers almost won. That's kind of what Miami-Boston felt like. Boston has as good as they've been, even without Robert Williams. Boston has been so hot. They've been beating everyone. They've been crushing everyone. And it felt like, okay, Miami made the adjustments. Boston was a little shorthanded. Miami came through for the win, but that tells you what you think about these two teams. That tells you which team you know is better and which one is the underdog. In the NBA, we play seven game series. This is not the NFL. This is not a one, one-off game. In a one-off game, I think there's parity and you can't bet the east because the Heat could beat anyone any night. The Sixers can beat anyone any given night. But in 7 games, are the Heat going to beat the Celtics four out of 7 games? They could. They're live, but you like the better team to win out when they get 7 chances to get there. You like the Bucks to win out over the Sixers when they get 7 chances to get there. Philly has to show up or Miami has to show up four times in those. And I realize like we understand the premise of best of 7. But to me, Sixers and Heat are a slight below be, below those other teams in the East because their matchup issues, their flaws. They're the teams that have to go win those series against the Bucs, against the Celtics. I think maybe even against the Nets, if they actually make it into the playoff proper. I think the Sixers and Heat are a half tier below because they've got to go take the game to them as the underdog and win four times. I think you can bet Philly or Miami game to game, they're going to get those games. They're not just going to get shut out like you're saying. But I think looking at series and where we go from there, I don't know that it is straight parity. I think it's still playable.
1: I think it's tough trying to figure this out. Like I I'm really frustrated that we can't get the Nets odds to slip. They're going to be in the damn play-in. How can we not get a better number on the Nets? Because we'd be, we, we, am I in agreement that as much as I've hated on that team all year, that we'd be betting the Nets if we got them at a good number. If they were like four to one right now for the Eastern Conference, I'd be like, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, there's value on Brooklyn finally. So
2: how do you feel about, so I di- I just did this with March Madness over the weekend. We'll just go there for a second. Kansas went down at the half to Miami, but was, if they could have win, was going to emerge as the final one seed in the final four teams. What about playing the Nets the same way? What about we get to the plan? The Nets are going to be in the plan. What if they fall behind? And now you live bet Nets title odds
1: down in the plan. because The only book I know that updates them in-game is BetMGM. That's the only one that'll do it. So maybe that's an angle. Is it BetMGM live updates? Because they did do that last... They've been doing that like in the playoffs for NFL and various things where their odds would shift, but... You know, most of the books are just going to take them off board.
2: Yeah, or or the other way to to slightly live bet them, although you're increasing your own risk here. If the Nets are, you know, if they're the eight seed and they lose that first game, so now they're in a loser out final game. Their odds have to shift down some at that point because they're in an elim they're in a game seven. They're in an elimination game, so that's kind of a way to quote unquote live bet the play in if they're down to a loser out, or if they're just, if they lock into the nine or 10 seat, they're not locked in there yet. If they fall in enough that they're, that they have to win twice just to make the playoffs, then I think we'll finally get some odds. But yeah, I, I made the same note. I thought, well, so I, I, I kind of, you asked about parody. I have the bucks in a, a, a half tier by themselves. I have Celtics nets just below them. I have Sixers heat just below them, just like mini tiers there. So what if the Nets can get into a half bracket with some combination of Sixers and Heat, throw the Cavs or Raptors in there? Are you picking against the Nets in best of seven against Philly or Miami? Man, I hate those matchups for them. What are the Nets going to do versus Embiid? What are the the Sixers going to do against all the Nets shooters and their offense? A weird matchup. I mean, you it's got, got Tybeau for
1: Kyrie. I don't know if there's anybody else I'd rather have. But on. I mean, but I don't. I don't
0: like Ty I don't like Tybeau in that matchup because
1: all you do is just sag off Tybeau, let him shoot, and then but they're not got shoot like like Embiid's just gonna draw fouls. Like they don't even need like that's the thing is you don't need to when Embiid's able to draw fouls. Their defense isn't good enough to cause turnovers on him with a double. I mean, the Sixers don't really get back in transition either. Like I, I think in that
0: that matchup, the, the Nets. I don't know. It's it's about who's gonna be able to enforce their will on. This is, on this is gonna team. be great.
1: So this is gonna be great because Raheem likes the Sixers versus the Bucks, and likes the Nets versus the Sixers, and I'm the exact opposite. And this will be, <laughs> this will this will be good. Um, let's move on though. Uh, last night, the Denver Nuggets blew a 31 point lead in less than two quarters to the Indiana Pacers before holding on for a seven point win in that game. Once again, once again. Nikola Jokic has just an absolutely ridiculous performance, just an absurd game from Joker. Uh, He puts up another big stat line. Meanwhile, and we'll get back to that in a second. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves lost to the Raptors. The Nuggets magic number now for a playoff spot is three. It is very likely that they're going to if especially I'll say this Friday is like the showdown. It's Wolves versus Nuggets in Denver. If Denver wins that game, their magic numbers is one, that's it. Call it. We're done. Like, the Nuggets will make the playoffs. And if the Nuggets make the playoffs, that's the only thing that seems to be standing in the way of Nikola Jokic winning MVP. Uh, this week, as we turn to the big picture.
2: Well, this is the actual voters. This is not a selection of the voters. This is the poll. And the poll says Jokic by... A relative wide margin. And that was news because Jokic had passed mb from the last time we did this um, about two months and a half ago. Like, I'm listening to people saying, like, well, you know, Luca and Jod, I'm like, guys,
0: nowhere near.
1: ESPN's Tim Bontemps dropped a full version of the straw poll on NBA Bet last Friday. I had a mini straw poll put out of 15 voters, 10 first place votes for nikola Jokic four first place votes for Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, in that poll. The gap is smaller between Giannis for third and Joel Embiid than the gap between Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid for first. Jokic leads the pack with 860 total points in that vote. Embiid with 719. Giannis was 593 on the first place votes. Giannis got just nine first place votes, which was a little surprising to me, uh, Jokic leads Embiid 62-29 in first place votes, which are worth five full points. We've seen the market shift dramatically over the last three days. And Embiid on Monday was minus 200. It had swollen to minus 200. And I'm just, like, spamming Jokic at all of these books. I will say this. Bontemps did not reveal I, like I participated in the straw poll. It's 50 likely voters and 50 people that kind of assimilate good voting profile. I was part of the 50 that what that don't have a vote. Um, I had good reason to suspect that Jokic would indeed be first, and so like I'm spamming when it goes to to minus 200 and Jokic moves up to 160 185. I'm spamming in all these books. Flash forward to today, Nikola Jokic is now the favorite at minus 165. So. We've talked about MVP all season. It's a, an active market late in the year. There's still value to be found on it. Usually this market is, is dead. Giannis Anencompo is still 10 to one at some books. I'm going to start with Brandon because Brandon's always uh, more creative in these bets. Hey. If you're betting MVP, what's the best way to bet MVP right now, Brandon Anderson?
2: If you are betting MVP, and by the way, Giannis is 12 to one at this moment at FanDuel. He was 14 to one this morning when i bet him. So that's my answer. If you are a new MVP better, Giannis Antetokounmpo at 12 to 1, 14 to 1 if you find it, 10 to 1. Those numbers that's a live bet to me. He's not the favorite to win, but it's we're, we're a week away. Giannis is live. The Bucks are one game from the one seed. Giannis basically leads Embiid at every stat, especially at advanced stats. He comes up short to Jokic, but if the Nuggets barely sneak into the playoff proper as the sixth seed and Giannis comes in as the one seed, Giannis is everybody loves him. He is not going to be a back-to-back MVP. We know the hesitance that voters have shown with Jokic on that. I think that there's a play there. Um, I don't know that he's likely to win, but again, plus 1200 right now, that's a seven and a half percent likelihood. I think Giannis has better than a seven and a half percent. Do you guys agree?
0: I do agree. I mean, look, I told you guys in my last MVP update, I actually had Giannis um, as favorite in my MVP model. Now I do think we've kind of moved away from that just because seating doesn't matter as much, but I mean, he had a big game against Embiid the other night scoring 15 straight. He has a huge game against the Brooklyn Nets. And then you have the Clippers and the Mavericks. Those are all high profile games. So I actually see, Giannis at plus 1600. So the way I would approach this is that, I mean, I actually hammered Jokic once the straw poll came out, but I think at minus 170, I think you can take both of those. I think Embiid isn't going to win. He's gotten outplayed by Jokic and Giannis in the second half of the season. So just make a big bet on Jokic and then hedge it with Giannis.
1: My only thing on Giannis, um, I'll just tell you right now, I am very rarely persuaded by single games. I look at the entire thing. I start looking at MVP stuff in in November like I, I am. I want to track this stuff all year. I think it matters. I think it matters how you play early in the season. And I always want to look at the entire body of work. Giannis's game on Tuesday literally may have swung me like I would tell you right now that if I had a vote, I had a vote one time in my career. I finally worked my way up and got a vote. And then I left for Action Network the next year and do not have a vote now. Um, if I had a vote right now, my my ballot would be one, Giannis on and Kampo, two Nikola Jokic, three, oh. Joel Embiid. That would yeah. be my ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, Did that's how good. It, now I think there's a, in my opinion, honestly, there's a kind of a drop off between Giannis and Jokic and down to Embiid. Like, I
0: I totally agree. We're on
1: the I same agree. page.
2: Two things. Number one, if that game Tuesday was on national TV, you would not be getting this Giannis number if that was a game that everyone watched on TNT Tuesday night, instead of just the league pass watchers. And I know the voters, a lot of them are watching anyway. If that game was on TNT, this number would not be out there because people would be betting it. And he's got more chances. He's on TNT tonight as we record on Thursday. Second thing is this. If you are not Matt Moore and did not look at the MVP race since November, if you just today were like, Oh, Hey, that's right. I have an MVP ballot. Who should I vote for? you look at the standings, you look at the numbers, you look at the, all the cases, I think you would come in and you would say, Jokic or Giannis are my choices. And not only do I think Embiid is a drop from those two, I don't know why you would even think Embiid is clearly ahead of Luka Doncic for third. They both right now are the three seed and Dallas has won two more games than Philadelphia. And I think Dallas has less hope for Luka than Joel Embiid has. So my question is this, is Joel Embiid dead for
1: MVP? No. If let's say that the the Nuggets lose on Friday to the Wolves. Okay. That shortens it to a two-game gap for the seventh for the sixth spot. Um the Wolves have a soft schedule. The Nuggets play uh, Lakers twice which look, I I get it. I'm just saying of all if Denver's going to fall into the play-in, the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be the team to randomly get wins against them to do it. They also play the Memphis Grizzlies, who locked the two seed last night and no longer have anything to play for, but they still are kind of—they're just—they're gunning for it. They're a young team that's hungry. Um, so like there's and they play the Spurs, who are, who are fighting for their playing lives. Like there's a door where the Nuggets fall to the seven, and there's a door at the same time where the Sixers manage to get over the Bucks. And finish with a better record. If that happens, I think Embiid's live. Like, that's the argument for Embiid. Is he's second in the league in scoring behind LeBron? And his team had a better record. Well, right now, the Bucks have a better record. But if it flips back the other way, I, that might make Embiid live. I just think that both of those things happen concurrently is a tough argument. Giannis' best bet, if you want to, like, Giannis, what you need is for him to finish with the number one seed. Yes. Like, that's what you need is if it because as much as CD doesn't matter if it's like if it's this close between them and voters are able to go like the Bucks got the like they're the number one team in the East and they didn't have Brooke the entire year. And Chris and Drew miss serious time. Like, I'm going to reward that over getting the sixth seat, even if the game, the gap is only two games or whatever with the Nuggets. Yep. That yeah. still, I think, is like enough to make it make it live. My only problem, though, is, it, look, if we look at the straw poll, like Giannis only got nine first place votes and he got fewer second place votes than Embiid. He's at 593 versus 860 for Joker. He's going to have to make up such a massive differential. In the last week of the season, I think it's close from everybody I've talked to, like every voter I've talked to is like, it's really close between those three guys. It's it's razor thin. But I want to bet over under finishing position. That's that's the bet I want to be able to bet Giannis under two and a half. That's that I think is the sweet spot. If we look at this poll from Tuesday, which was taken last Friday. I just can't see even like at 16 to one. This is one of those things where there's objective EV, right? Because you say, like, is there a better chance than this? Yes, there's a better chance for this. But I don't know if Giannis is going to be able to get enough votes to win. And that, to me, I think is a reason to maybe hold off on betting Giannis. Like, I agree he should win, but that gap is significant.
2: Yeah, I think that that's a fair argument. That Your argument for Embiid being live is fair, too. I think he is live. I don't think that we would recommend betting on him. The number hasn't dropped enough for him to be worth a bet right now. But he is live to win. Also, he could win the scoring title. You know, he could pass LeBron or LeBron could just not play enough games to qualify. And because the scoring title is in play and MVP is maybe in play, I don't think any of us would put past Embiid on the final game of the season, especially if there's not a seed on the line to just feed Embiid and put up like a 65 point game in the final game, which is right before the votes go in and take the scoring title and like. He, he could be the guy to make that sort of statement. Giannis is not going to do that. Jokic is not going to do that. So I think he's live. Do you guys think, Raheem, you said that you would maybe bet on Jokic right now. I'm seeing him minus 155 at DraftKings, I think is the best I'm seeing. He's minus 225 at points bet. So that number has really moved yeah. there. It's basically putting him 60 to 70%. Do you think, Raheem, that there is betting value on that number also?
0: I mean, at 225, I don't I don't think there's much betting, but I think you kind of missed the party. But when you see that straw poll, I think it's pretty damning. And I, I think there's not very many times where you could look at the last week of the season and say, you know, a guy has stolen at that point. Like, I think you have to go back to the year Russell Westbrook won over James Harden, where he had the buzzer beater um, against the Nuggets to say a guy stole it in the last week. So I think if, the Nuggets get into the playoffs and they avoid the playing game. I think it's his to win. Yeah,
2: okay, but are you betting the minus one fifty five? Is that a, is that a bettable? Number? I would
0: take. I would take it one fifty five.
1: Not not two twenty five. Yeah,
2: sure. Well, you know why take the bad number when the good number is out yeah. there?
1: Yeah. Yep. Should have bet it when I posted the article on NBA Bet last week. That's that's what you should have done. Because
2: yeah, or or you yeah. know the straw poll. Uh, pay attention to these things. If if you guys uh, if you're listening, maybe you missed the boat on this one, but. Tuesday morning, the straw pool came out. FanDuel had Jokic at plus 165 at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Here's how the numbers went. 15 minutes later, plus 145. 30 minutes later, plus 115. An hour later, plus 105. It took an hour for the odds that had been Embiid for weeks to completely flip because, again, books are setting lines. Joe Dallara just wrote about this for us. Books are not setting lines of what actually the outcome is. They're setting lines of how to attract our money. And that straw poll flipped the narrative. And suddenly those bets were coming and they had to adjust in a hurry.
1: Well, yeah. Some books, even that night, like by the end of the night, Jokic was still a plus number at several of the books that I was betting. And so, because like, I've just been, and I will say um, my only concern, Scotty Barnes needs to chill. I need Scotty Barnes to chill out. (laughs) Cause I got yeah. Simmons in the bag for Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year, and I got a lot of parlays on Jokic, Evan Mobley, John Morant, most improved. I need that trifecta to come through, and if it does, like I've hedged with Scotty because he's plus two fifty, but it the, between that and then Marcus Smart jumping to the front of the line for DPOY for these, when I, I like I've got a big Bam position, I still kind of think Bam's gonna win. Like, I still kind of think Bam's going to win. I think it's going to be close, though. Um, but yeah, like a lot of those parlays where, where I was like, this is golden. Now I'm like, are you guys really going to put me over on Scotty Barnes? Really? Scotty Barnes is going to get this? Here's the thing with
2: Scotty is that as hot as Scotty is right now, Cade Cunningham is equally hot. Like, last 10 games, he's something like 23, 5 and 8. Like he's putting up big numbers right now. So he's not going to win either. It, it's going to be Mobley, I think. But if you are a voter that's like, I don't know, Mobley is injured and the Cavs aren't finishing well, I think your vote might just as soon go to Kate as it does to Scotty. So we might yeah. kind of split the mm-hmm. Mobley fade. So I think Mobley's still safe. When I bet Jokic on Tuesday, I, I paused and I was like, do I up the number here with Mobley? Maybe just jaw. Uh, I did put Mobley I, in. I, I, think I think the thing think with we're Cade saying. Is,
0: the, is the fact that Scotty Barnes is leading the Raptors on a playoff race. So I think... You know that matters a little bit more, so I do think you got to be afraid.
2: I don't know. Kids got those rebounds, though. We know we love rebounds, and they work you the erase.
1: <laughs> come full circle, we've come. Oh man! All right, it's gonna wrap it up for the big picture for Friday. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday morning with another episode of The Big Picture where we'll get into the Clippers. We'll have a couple more games of Paul George to evaluate. We'll talk about whether or not they're live, if they can make a run. Uh, We'll have more. We'll obviously know a lot more about the playoff race by then. We'll have breakdowns on all that. We'll also be doing um, a workshop. We'll be doing a Monday workshop breaking down the, uh, the slate in the NBA. You can check that out. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great weekend. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get buckets.